turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the Secular Brothers Podcast. We want truth, no more lies, no more lies. We speak how we feel, no more compromise. Take away our freedom, huh? Now, this is America. Land of the brave and a home of the free and a country full of people feel just like me. Land of the brave and a home of the free and a country full of people feel just like me. Hey, welcome to the Secular Brothers Podcast. Jordan Secular, we're back. Yeah, it's a voice you haven't heard in a long time. Tanner. Much Tanner. You like came. Three shades darker than that. From the islands. Not from the islands into a golf tournament 100 degrees. and Yeah. Yeah, what was more pleasant? The, uh, I'm sure the, the breeze of Jamaica. Breeze of Jamaica. Yeah. You know, it was, it was nice to, that was my first time out of the country since COVID. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't yet. And not real far. Yeah. But a couple of interesting things to note. You fly over Cuba now directly. Oh. You can look down and actually, like, yeah, first, that on the way there, it was too cloudy. But on the way back, you could actually, see. so there's been obviously some of that. I know that under the Trump administration, we pulled back some of the, like, it was the regulations. Easy, yeah. yeah. But obviously under Biden, they've done something. It's not as easy to travel there as it used to, as it was for a few years. And I'm not sure you, but we were talking about one of those countries, like, why would we let this, why are we letting this one spiral out of control with the Chinese military base? Yeah. And you realize when you get on the plane and you fly these places again and you kind of re-engage with the world, we can't allow that to have a Chinese military base. I mean, that's a, that's insane. We should be in control of that. Like right there, just right off our coast, essentially. Right off our coast. Yeah. I, uh, I did not go to Jamaica and I really do want to hear more about it. I went to what my family calls tiny house camping out on Hohenwald, Tennessee. I am uh, not made for tiny houses. Like, I am literally, not made for this. I can lose experience. as much weight as I well, I'm not a tiny house person. Now, I will say I did not stay in one of these tiny homes. Uh, I split. There's like a, a, a set of tiny homes, and then at the end, there's a cabin. And we split that cabin with Spiders. three other families. Apparently, it was an aggressive amount of fruit flies. The day before, the, the, some of the people got there before I did, and I got there, and they're like, we didn't tell you, but there were thousands of flies. And we killed most of them. We figured out a way to trap them. Uh, it was actually, we had a good time. I'm not really a lake person. Yeah. Not known for my lake life yeah. vibe. Uh, so wasn't really for me, but I enjoyed the people we hung out with. I, I love all the people we went with. We had a great group of people. But the actual lake, there were so many bites, stings, injuries. It's just not my vacation. My yeah. vacation shouldn't include this many injuries. Yeah. My um, my three-year-old said he's going, yeah, man. <laughs> That's good. So he picked that up. That's funny. Picked up some sayings. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting. I like being back in places like Jamaica. You've got a mostly Christian mm-hmm. vibe going on. I think that the weed thing is interesting since we've legalized it in America since I've been there last time. And yeah. that's not something they're pushing as much because I think they know that you're coming from a place where. So what, yeah, before it was almost like people were taking vacations. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a travel little kid, so people are not, you know, going to approach me about yeah. that. But like, it's not a thing anymore. At least between now, they're interesting when you're traveling. The it's Caribbean. wrecked certain states of our country, but you're kind of saying it's not it. a thing anymore for America or Jamaica. But like, 
if you go to another Caribbean country, yeah. you end up in prison. Right. So they are kind of like telling people, don't travel with this stuff thinking that like this is fine. Yeah. You could still be in real trouble in like these other islands that have not taken. But you know, I, I think that there's some interesting things when you tra- when you start to about that we're dealing with the country right now of our size. The drug crisis in our country is much is so bad. And you realize when you get to a country, I mean, they, they're with a lot of struggles. Jamaica's number one, you know, source of income is tourism. So COVID hit right. hard. Yeah. But the opioid crisis doesn't hit those countries the same way. And I feel like, you know, when you hit that on a mass scale and you've been to our big cities, D.C., New York, and L.A., and even where we live, Nashville, Atlanta, where you've got tent cities, and that's like yeah. a normal thing now, these drug zones – you don't Atlanta, see that. Atlanta, every sign is is like every advertising you see on the radio, every sign you see on the streets is for opioid recovery. Yeah, I feel like our vibe is pretty dark in America right now. Yeah. And That's somebody what I was even, picking up on. And they try to even be funny with it. I think we told you before, they had signs like, is your crack showing? You know, like, yeah. like that stuff could, to try to get people to respond because it is so bad. Yeah, I feel like you could, it's uh, again, like obviously you're in a resort. It's, everything's very protected. This is not like you're going to, I'm not doing international work there. Yeah. Um, so I've seen the other side of places. It obviously you see how tough it is on people, and they you know they try not to see a lot of that on those islands when you're. On the, but the vibe, you will stay in the resort. The uh, vibe that we feel, the U.S. is pretty dark right now. There's a dark vibe in our country, yeah. and I think that you kind of get a sense of it when you take a step away and you go to a place where people they deal with a lot of stuff. But like, you know, again, we've had a lot of dark incidents. Yeah, it's not. As, it's pretty. It's been a pretty heavy time. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that this drug crisis. It's hit our family. You know, like it's, it is not like um, the heroin of the 90s. You've got to be like some extreme drug user to, for people to have affected. Yeah. I've heard just the wildest stories even the last few weeks from my friends. And, and yeah. Family, especially when we go on these events and you start talking to people, like I said, how many people it has impacted in stories that are almost unbelievable. So I, I feel you. I think that that's something that we're, we're always trying to look at how even we can bring more light and bring more attention to the situations without it being. You know, commercialized or whatever it is. You know, I think that when you have moments in in pop culture like right now that just happened with like Sound of Freedom, you go, okay, well that is going to bring a huge light to that. What's going on with sex traffic, child traffic? Yeah. Okay, great. That's awesome. Now we need to figure out how to almost bring that attention to this crisis that's happening. The difference is it's a lot harder to have an action movie with a savior coming in and helping out kids because it's like. We're still in the middle of it, and not that we're not in the middle of child trafficking. Obviously, we are, but it's a lot. It's a lot harder of a thing because it's not as clean cut as good no. and bad. No, it's people. They said it's getting. It's impacting people from all walks of life. Yeah, uh, and I think you know, it's, we're living in just a, a world that COVID world is a weird world to come out of. Maybe we're all just we come out. We come out of it differently. It affected everyone. So you you're at the hotel differently. You're at yeah. the and the hotels different. Like I don't think that things are ever gonna. There are some things that are just not still not the same. You're still filling out COVID paperwork. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of like plexiglass. Yeah. It, it really depends on where you are in the world. America is even different than a lot. I mean, I was watching a like a television poker tournament that was somewhere overseas and they're still all messed, messed up. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, I it was great. And, it, and I, but I, and I like being on those islands. I, li- I like the, the, the culture and get out of our politics. But, man, I, I do think like we there's a lot to do in our country to get ourselves back on track. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting time. I mean, I think that there are are moments of 
It's hard to we show. We always off. say that there are glimmers of of hope and glimmers of excitement, and and we try to do that on this show. We try to bring you sort of the more fun, but it is it's, it is easy to kind of disconnect yourself. Look, we were out in uh, where we were in Tennessee, you know, just an hour and a half outside of here, and I don't know what the crime rates there. I don't know what it's like, but you go through there like downtown, and it's completely abandoned, and the the, the, the city that the stores that are in there are like every vape shop, every this. You go, you go this is not uh, a th- town America. No, yeah, th- this may be real small town America right now, which is uh, not, drugs. you know, drugs. Yeah, I mean, it's what it feels like. I mean, it's what it was. It, and that was like almost every other store and the rest was abandoned except for, you know, your Walmart and a handful of fast food places. Listen, I was one of the more libertarian on the weed thing and I've always been public about that. Yeah. I never, I thought that there was kind of like a it was overdone. illegitimate war on drugs in America that we were over-criminalizing yeah. something you can grow in your backyard. And I do think we've let that genie out of the bottle now. Yeah. So I don't think like going back on that's the right thing. More laws don't really ever work. I think that's what I'm most scared about with my kids growing up. Yeah. Having daughters, obviously. Easily accessible. It's, and yes. It's like. It's not a taboo thing. It's not a, a something that's hard to get. It's now everyone. No. And so it's not like a one-off thing. It's, it's just like an, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. People definitely treat it like medicine. And, it, and then there's like, I, then there's all the other things coming up around it. Yeah. You buy magic mushrooms everywhere. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot in that world that, that, that skirt the line of legality. Yeah, I mean, we went to a concert at the Basement East, uh, which I mean, I love it's a great music video. And they have a vending machine of all kinds of weird stuff. Who knows what will happen to you? That's also the thing. It's like I don't know what, what this is coming from. I mean, I love that music video, but it's weird to have those kind of vending yeah. machines. And uh, you know, where it used to be a cigarette machine, which was what it was then, is now uh, all these pills and gummies and things you ingest in a different way, even. It's kind of freaky. Yeah. No. It was good. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm glad you're making it. Was like things that, things that, that was are different, heavy. things that are like. Your daughter mm-hmm. came back with fully braided hair, which I loved. It's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite thing ever was I saw a pug picture of her. <laughs> I texted you immediately. I was like, I got to see like an up close I mean, picture of this because it was, I mean, she's got a lot of hair. She's full head of, like, we all have a lot of hair. So she's born with full head of hair. She has, she's got adult uh, she's hair. She's got hair. Yeah. Um, so it took, it was a two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, she, so she took her Amazon fire Yeah, and she went to the salon at the hotel and it's supposed to take about 30 minutes for kids because yeah. most kids have stringy yeah, thin hair. Two hour and a half hours later, and I mean, two weeks later, so we were there for a week. So this has been now 10 days and, and they're just starting to come out. Yeah. yeah I saw her over the weekend. And she had the full beats. Funny. Yeah. And I think when you saw her, did she still have the, the, the African, she had a couple of like, Jamaican color. Yeah. yeah. When she first came out, she had the full oh. green, red, yellow, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the full head. Of, I mean, she was like a Rasta. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that though. At least she's embracing it. That's but fine. it's a fun. Yeah, I mean, I think Jamaica is a great culture. Yeah, I've never spent, never been there. There's so, never, there's so many Jamaicans in America, and it's it's not like that. I went to Jason Mraz last night, which is kind of like the uh, a white guy singing uh, <laughs> singing like Bob Marley. Dude, it was a lot full, of upstrokes. It was a full a on like. Here in the way, like it was like white guys wearing the African sweatband. It did feel that, like it felt like we're him at, and Toby I was at the Whalers, like a Whalers yeah, tribute him and Toby concert. Matt. And I'm like, this is yeah, but at least Toby's family is Jamaican. Yeah, uh, I remember you know, he's got that so connection. I don't know Jason Mraz's family. He's married to Gina Carano's wife, so I'm or uh, Gina Carano's sister. So I'm not so sure. Uh, but he uh, he performed. It was a great show. Very chill. It was so chill, I forgot I was at a concert. Like, every time I go, is this happening in front of me? Because it was just so relaxing. He just kind of... It was like the guy at the Tiki Bar playing with you on a cruise ship that's just in the background. I'm like, this guy had humongous But he effect. has like a reggae band? Yeah, like an eight-piece reggae band. Even like the ones you know have been converted into... That was another thing, too. Do, do you remember seeing all those bands? 
There mean? was a time period in like when we lived in like Norfolk. Yeah. Again, there was a lot more of that in Norfolk than we get here. Yeah. Because in Nashville, the level of music is so high, yeah. even at small venues. Yeah, there was a long time. The Whalers were constantly. Oh, the Whalers, yeah. I they, think were, they were in Norfolk like three times a year. I think there's like four or five different the Whalers that yeah, travel well, around. I'm asking about there's that like the there. original Whalers. There's, and I don't think any of the original Whalers are. I don't know if they're living. Yeah, because my wife is from is from beach cities in L.A. Yeah. So there was a lot of white reggae kids. Yeah. Where she's from, a lot of white kids with dreads and high school. In that era, yeah, like the clueless era, you know. Yeah. And so those groups were like all the really like, toots and the mates, all those like they know all of that, but they've never really. Yeah. It's not like we lived reggae. Or no. Uh, or the time period. Or yeah. the cross color. Yeah. Like all those things that we grew up with. And I don't, again, like. Well, in Atlanta. I think our just whole generation has just accepted like Bob Marley probably was killed by the CIA. It's like these things were like kind of radical movements that were put down. And oh, I kind of experienced something like that. I'll tell you a little bit. But don't you think that? That he was I don't by think that's CIA. controversially more. Than, I don't really know much about it. He I, was kind of like the. It was kind of like one of the beats. He was like changing culture too fast. Too much. Well, because he was too popular with like white kids. You know, he was like too. And he was singing about. Well, that clearly worked because I mean the man is still as relevant as ever. I mean, you see Bob Marley stuff everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. In America, I'm not about in Jamaica. Like, oh yeah, no, no. In Jamaica, I don't think it's actually as. They're like, yeah, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like our uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen. Is Ziggy's like, running around. Not all of us love him. He's got like 20 uh, kids. Too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When there's you, a lot of when people populated the, to be Bob. There's a lot of Marley's happening. His wife just passed away? Yeah. Uh, Rita Marley. I'm looking at, yeah, I mean, the Whalers. I think she passed away in the UK. I have some friends, mutual friends with the Whalers, but I don't know which Whalers. There's a couple different iterations that travel around. But you brought up some conspiracy theories, interesting stuff. <laughs> so I was, at, uh, I was at this campground, and I decided... Yeah, there's not much cell phone service or anything, but we needed to run to the Walmart, which is about 20 minutes into town. This was you getting out of the campground? Yeah. And me and my son hopped in the car. We get about a mile outside of this campground, and it says, death and burial site of Meriwether Lewis from like Lewis and Clark. For a moment, I'm like, why do I know Meriwether Lewis? And yeah. I felt bad. That, and Riker goes, I know that name. And then we find out, and, and Riker had just done, my son had just done a whole presentation on Lewis and Clark. He's like, why didn't they tell us? He died and is buried in Tennessee? An, an hour outside of our hometown. Yeah. When we get there, because we, I'm like, we're pulling over. Oh, so you went? Yeah. We pull over. There's a cabin. And I'm going to read to you what it says on the oh, cabin. This is before I Google anything about Meriwether Lewis, other than Lewis and Clark. I know, I know he's a famous you know, explorer yeah. and all those things. So on, a, on the cabin door, not on the cabin door, but right next to it, there's a plaque and it says, the Grinder House, the site and ruins of the Grinder House, in which Meriwether Lewis met his death on the night of October 11th, 1809. So I was already like, okay. The Grinder House. Yeah, and I, the Grinder House. And I was also concerned with the fact they said met his death. Like, like yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. That's not like a, a peacefully passed away. No. Uh, and then I, I there's his tomb, which has a big like obelisk kind of on top. And it says, uh, below here is uh, reposes the dust of Meriwether Lewis. I'm like, what do we what do we got going on here? So yeah. I start googling this guy. So he dies at 35 years old. Again, I feel like this is like American history. People that, did a lot then before. Somehow 40. I didn't know about. Uh, he's just on the Natchez Trace, which is where we are, kind of uh, on the water there. Pulls off at this uh, rest stop, rest uh, this 18, 1800s. early 1800s lodge, like a traveler's rest. Yeah. yeah, like a way station. Oh, it was like a it was like a place you'd go. There was multiple cabin kind of things. That okay, he rented. He rented one for the night. And during the night, there were gunshots, and 
Thomas Jefferson at the time, because he was Thomas Jefferson's right-hand man, said they just ruled it as suicide. Later on, they've exhumed the body. They've done all these things. They found that his – this is right, pretty explicit if your kids are listening. Like his throat was slit. Oh, and there was things that – so there's this whole conspiracy in the whole Meriwether Lewis family. Like they tried to exhume his remains 10 years ago to keep this. And this, the, the state finally said we've spent too much money on – trying to disprove that he was uh, – He's been whatever. dead for hundreds of years. Because Thomas Jefferson was like – he was uh, kind of out there. And he kind of proclaimed that he was uh, suicidal. Thomas Jefferson? Proclaimed that Meriwether Lewis was because he worked with him so directly. And he was also in a lot of debt. So some people are like, were these the debtors? Were these – People coming after him. People coming after him. Or these were also, they said people just would get killed and robbed in this. This is true. Especially in that time period. They would it's just. not a state yet, was it? No. <laughs> I mean, this 18, I this was 1808, period. 1809, something like that. And they would just oh, yeah, this was go state. in there. But man, it was like one of those things you stumble upon that's American history that I had no idea happened in our state. I had no idea it was happening. It was like a ghost story two miles away of like a very iconic so it's a sad story. Yes. And that's and why controversial. They, yes. But so no one was there. I was the only person at the monument and the. But then I've is, all, the, is the hut no, still hut's there? Yeah, I, the hut is still there. You can go in. It asked, sounds like something out of a Quentin Tarantino. I know. I asked my son. I was like, "Do you want to go in?" He's like, ah, "I'm good." <laughs> but no one is there. And there it is. And no one's there. There was no one. I was the only person there. Now this was a middle of summer, dead heat. Uh, I don't think this is on the, like the kids' tour trips. No, like, no. Uh, I don't see this on the schedule. At, it's like, a pretty hardcore tour. thing because because the best case scenario is suicide. That's the best case. Well, I mean, uh, well, okay. Or that's the other the case is that he was brutally murdered. <laughs> brutally murdered by his debtors. Or by just people in the area who were known to rob. So that was kind of a fun, weird thing yeah, to I mean, stumble America on. America's a pretty tough place. Yeah. And I do also like that he was buried right there because it just shows you also a different time when they're like, he died here. Was he from here? No, he was from Louisiana. They're like, where do we bury him? Right there. They weren't transporting <laughs> bodies. You know, they weren't. And all this of that. was a guy. At the time, who had a lot of very influential friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like the – was he not Secretary of State? What was he? He was something more than just an explorer. What a time. Because we kind of – It's pretty cool. We <laughs> monumentalize these guys as monuments in D.C. And sometimes you think that they were just like fancy pants running around D.C. And they were to some extent. Yeah, but sometimes they were like – Rough. Real explorers. Yes. Because I would always think that we're the people that they sent – to the United States. He was governor of Upper Louisiana, Upper but Louisiana. appointed by Thomas Jefferson. Right. He was also like a territory. The commander of the Corps of Discovery by Thomas Jefferson and the private secretary to the president of Thomas Jefferson. So I mean, he, he this was not like a this, and he was 35. <laughs> you know, this was not a Done it all by 35. Yeah, I mean, he died at 35 years old. So it's pretty wild. But if you're ever in the Hohenwald, Tennessee area, Where, where's this is what part? South and then over kind of there's also a bunch of elephants there. What? Yeah, there's an elephant preserve. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. But you can't see the elephant, so I think maybe they're scamming. I don't know. Wait, wait, you can't go see them? No, they don't want them to see humans. So you go and put the food out, and then the elephants come and get the food. They said sometimes you'll see them, but very rarely. And if they get sick, they'll treat them. Tennessee. It's like, I think it's like the Ringling Brothers, a lot of like the This is maybe tired. Again, elephants. you could, I go to Jamaica. I mean, I've, been, I've traveled a lot. <laughs> but you think like, this is not weird. We live in weird places now. Yeah. Yeah, and get into these our, more rural places that maybe we just didn't grow up in. Yeah. And you get into like the upper Louisiana, Mississippi, <laughs> Arkansas, this this. Oh, yeah, there was a sign triangle. that said Tupelo, Mississippi, 110 miles away. I'm like, what? Like, in my head, that's so far. Yeah, this right triangle there. of the country. Yeah. And again, I'm a southern, and this is not an anti southern, it's more this triangle. You get west of Nashville, mm-hmm. Arkansas, Mississippi, Louis- they're all coming together. Yeah. And they're all kind of places that people never wanted you to be. Like, don't come here. 
I don't want to be CU. Yeah. And have they changed very much? I don't know. Let's look at the Mississippi people that are in the studio. Has it changed a whole lot? No, I'm getting a no. No, no, not really. Well, and the uh, coastal areas are the big cities. I'm not talking about I don't that. spend a lot of time. I'm talking about this This. this When window. Tupelo was only like 100 miles, I was like, should we just go to Tupelo for the day? Like, why not? You really wanted out of this lake. <laughs> you know. You're like, I'll go to Tupelo. <laughs> you know, I can see the birthplace of Elvis. I've never seen that. I'd like to. Uh, it was a, That's a little more positive than the death house of <laughs> Meriwether Lewis. <laughs> the grinder house. First of all, what was the name there? That was just the grinder family? <laughs> I think so. No way. I don't want to Google it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino should know about this. Yeah, there, I, mean, I think there have been series and stuff on it, right? I don't know. The Meriwether Lewis. I mean, this uh, sounds like the hateful eight. What's I started happening? telling people, and they were like, this should be a podcast. We need to be talking about the... The Meriwether Lewis. Spend the night they all the started habit. driving up there because it was it was legitimately one mile away. It was like, well, we're here. I wouldn't encourage anyone to make the trip to it, but is if it you happen st- to be in the area, who owns the property? I think it's a state park. It is a state park. Yeah, yeah. it's off the Natchez Trace. But the it was called the Grinder Grinders Stand was yeah. the name of the inn. But it was because the family who owned it, the proprietors, were the Grinders, and it started as. Grinder stand, but just as people heard it, the game of telephone became grinder stand. Okay, then we should correct it. Like that's not and a, eight people. I mean, that, it was, get, like why would you? That family gets no love. But I guess also they're not necessarily. It's not all positive. Well, they're, what those families were necessarily running was probably again what was going on in these places. <laughs> I mean, you think that like, you're just he was on a, a river shiner who sold whiskey to the. It Indians, was a place apparently. of ill repute. Yeah, yes, you're, you're, just, you're just on a river and you're like, I need a place to stop. I mean, that's what it was, and you just pulled off. That's pretty because they have the you could take you could walk his path of death. Well, his path to walking his way up to the lodge, and they still have that area. They're like, here's where he he, did and he just didn't come back out. Uh, they heard gunshots at like three o'clock in the morning, and they found him. So this was what year? Eighteen oh nine. Yeah, I mean, see, we get a little bit of Civil War stuck here. Mm-hmm. That's another 60 years. Yeah. 55 years. Yeah, that's I mean, another that's, that's the founding of the country. Well, yeah. and not far down from there are original Indian mounds that oh, are from, like, thousands of years ago. Yeah. They're actual architectural sites. Yeah, they're still haunting us this day. Right. Yeah, I just like to return to the islands. Then my son was like, can you tell me more about Clark? Where's Clark? And I was like, Clark lived till 68 years old. He did. He lived a good life. He stayed in Washington? He didn't seem... Uh, I think he died in, in St. Louis, in Missouri. That was that's a, where he was from. That was like a... Yeah. Well, also named after... No, not named after him. Named after the Louis. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We should do this ad read. We should talk about Because I don't know how we're going to get there. Explorers, explorers, gold, gold, gold rush, California. Brick. The brick states, which maybe you need to tell me what nations. that means. Brick nations. Brazil. I call Russia, myself the brick state. India. China. What's the S? Slovakia. Mm. South America? South, South Africa. Is a country it says South, it actually is it on our ad read. It says it's the I feel first like South line. Africa's wanted in. I haven't seen it as BRICS. South Africa wanted in, and now I guess they're included. Well, according to this ad read, they are. So maybe South we should African talk about Rand. this. Jordan, we're days away from the Durban Accords. That's in South Africa. Well, maybe that's why. It is the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar global dominance in the past 80 years. And on August 22nd, which is just a few weeks away, the BRICS nation, as you said, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and the newly elected South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international super currency, which I think we've all kind of thought could be coming, uh, that is fully backed by gold or other commodities. Yeah, they, they just don't want to have to be stuck on the U.S. dollar. Yeah. That's what most of these countries are saying. Okay, that's the problem. Yeah, China and these other countries are like, why is everything we do structured on the USD? 
But they, of course, are these are currency manipulating, again, developing world countries that you don't necessarily want in charge of yeah. your hard currency. Yeah, it could be part of their long term plan to really supplement the uh, supplant the U.S. in the dollar as a cornerstone of the global financial system. And we're giving you an option to help protect your uh, your finances, your IRA or your 401k from potentially this historic announcement. You can diversify with gold. We encourage you to do this. Check out our friends at Birch Gold. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of uncertainty, which is right now. All you need to do is text the word BROS to 989898, where you're going to get a free info kit. And uh, check it out. Yep. That's, again, that's all we're asking you to do. These shows back us. They let us be on the air. So you text bros to 989-8998. Get the info kit. Learn about how you can diversify. This all, this is all real things that we're talking about in the world. I, like I said, it's a different... And we've got our whole international team. I'm not like heads in the sand here. we got potential nuclear war going. Is it, I mean, that's insane that we're saying it. And I feel like our media doesn't really want to... We want to talk about Devin Archer more I don't than we want like to talk about Moscow. This is not coming up. This conversation is not coming up. So, hey, before we move on, but I do want to tell you but this, this. But this is why I think this is important. It was, yeah. yeah. So check, check it out. Text, nine eight, uh, text bros to 989898. Get your info kit. Yeah, exactly. They're A-plus rated for the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, so over the weekend, Moscow under attack. Yeah, I missed this. I was obviously yeah. a little off the grid, if you will. I was. I was yeah. uh, so I missed this entire thing happening. They found the other, the, the, the other guy who... Caused the insurrection in Russia was like found, right? Prigozhin. Yes. The Wagner Group head. He's now like chilling. He's chilling with Putin. Yeah. That was all a scam. (laughs) So, so far they've been out scamming us pretty good. Yeah. I mean. Because we all kind of bought in a little. The invasion was weak. So they they, they got exposed as like not a very strong ground force. I don't know how many of our countries are that strong at this anyways anymore. Yeah, I think we've, we've been worried about that, that our country... Question ours. Like, yeah, for sure. We have the people, but I don't know. Like, are we going to put like a... Like they call like the meat grinder? That's what they, that's what they call these kind of... These land wars where you're losing thousands of troops a day. I think our totals in our places like Iraq and Afghanistan were four and 5,000. Yeah, we obviously very well do not want that to be the case. No, but now we have Moscow under attack. There is no one denying uh, responsibility. There's no Ukraine is not saying that the Russians false flagged this. They're now saying, well, ultimately, we're bringing the war to Russia. What does what, it's tough? The Wagner Group might go into Poland, which is a NATO country, because they don't representing have to go. who them, just their own thirty thousand mercenaries who are homeless right now. But what's their goal? Like, what's the goal of the Wagner Group? Money. Like, I understood the, the taking over Moscow because it's almost like reclaiming your homeland. Yeah. Uh, what What's the goal? They're of- mercenaries, so money and power. Okay. Drugs, illegal activities. So it's more like mob activity kind of yeah, stuff. I mean, yes, we have mercenaries too, so they get kind of a bad rap. The Wagner Group, but they're like in Haiti. They got a pretty hardcore. Look. They're in yeah, Haiti, yeah, which we abandoned, which the U.S. Embassy pulled. We pulled out of this weekend. Yes, I was. I was watching that. Yeah. There. I mean, you I'm do sure get that- to these parts of the world, and you're like, God. America is great. We've got to fight because the rest of the world is pretty crappy. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty tough existence. Yeah, they, People the violence will still die is wild. to get here. Yeah. And it's beautiful in these other places, but my God, look at what's happening. You see those images out of Haiti? That is not happening in some faraway land. Yeah. yeah it's it's right a, off our coast. Not a far. I mean, you take cruises, you would go to Port-au-Prince or would go to these places in Haiti. Yeah. So, I mean... The Dominican Republic is, you know, 
right there. Everything's right there. Connected. We don't. Yeah, it's like so, ha- it's very different. Yeah, but I'm saying it's right there. It's a connected area. Yeah, I've never been to either, but I know. Uh, Ever been Jamaica? Nothing I know of. We looked at it for our our 15th anniversary. We almost went to to Goldeneye because my wife is a big uh, James Bond fan. That's a cool. Husband. Yep. And it's also where Bono honeymooned and Sting wrote Every Breath You Take. It was like, it's a pretty cool vibe, but we just couldn't work it out. Instead, we went to uh, throughout America. But we did want to go there. It looked cool. Yes. I looked there. It was, it was more couples. Yeah. Less. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's pretty old. Golden Eye was a little too. more adult. Yeah. And it's it was built a long time ago. So it's where Ian Fleming wrote a lot of those books. You so. know who was there? When I was there was Jack Carr. The author, the guy we had on, yeah, he was he was writing his next book it, at Goldeneye. Oh, at Goldeneye! I thought you meant when. You no, so he was. I just saw his. Tw- he I'm was sure Instagram-y. a lot of those guys go. Well, where do I need to go? Let's go where Ian Fleming wrote James Bond. We watched Doctor No in our 1950s villa. That's cool in Jamaica. I those mean, it was still great. And it's. I just don't know how they all walked around in suits. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a movie. So who knows? I don't know if uh, yeah, it's not a documentary, but we're we're working on a movie right now, and it's shooting in, uh, and we'll talk about it soon. But it's shooting in a very hot climate. It's supposed to be the winter time, so we're working through all those details now. The, the actors—they just think it's, it's, it is wild how much music came out of one country like that, uh, like of Jamaica. Yeah, had an entire like an entire genre of music. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's many still- mall stores, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. White guys with dreads, Jason Mraz. I mean, Jason Mraz alone. I mean, I mean, that's still someone kind of currently releasing stuff. How many red, yellow, and green armbands have they sold? Uh, I'm sure a lot. OAR. Yeah, they use like the logo. OAR, the- which is yeah, was the Jamaican flag. That's true. <laughs> from from uh, Rockville, from Maryland. Rockville, Maryland. You know the the hotbed of of Rasta culture. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's when like the VH1s got a hold of them. We're like guys, we got to change this. They're like, like we got to chill out on the horns. Uh, <laughs> it's the upstroke. Yeah, yeah. I don't and know. They what never really wore like Rasta clothing. No, they were always then, very hipster kind of. Food. And then like ska, like two tone. Yes, and they're all, all of there? that came out of there. Kind of because a lot of that came to England too. Through That's Jamaica. what happened too. A lot of it was like Jamaica, England. England sort of had the punk rock ska, which ended up being which was a lot of the two tone culture and that stuff that moves its way to America. We take it; it becomes rancid. It becomes mod yeah. culture. It was just kind of like 1950s culture. I like that we're. This has now just become a, a a journey of musical history. Well, you could get back to a lot of punk through there. Oh yeah, for sure. It was kind of its original punk. Yeah, culturally too. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a, there was a mission there too. If you listen to yeah, especially that kind of era, and soccer. Soccer. What they? And that, that's not where they kill people. That's Brazil, right? That has like they would take off the heads of the referees they don't like. Soccer huge in Jamaica. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's preferred, I that's what ha- wasn't that what Bob Marley? He would not get his toe amputated because he was like, "Well, that's the story." story is because he's like, "It will yeah. ruin my game." He couldn't cancer. play soccer or dance well anymore. Literally, they said because he has toe kit, he wouldn't. Yeah, well, he was a, like a isn't some of of Rastafarian religion like a kind of like Christian Science where they don't have Probably. they don't do blood replacement. No, I'm not sure. I think there's some of that. I think there is some of like the blood transfusions well, I've and been those to things. Ethiopia too. So I've I've seen. And I'm never quite a hundred percent, and I've I've done a lot of trying to figure it out because Ethiopia is more much more Semitic. North Africa's next to Egypt. Yeah. The culture is there's Jews there, there's Muslims there, there's also yeah. its own. They also have their own religion. And then Haley Selassie, who was a ruler, a political figure, 
became like a religious figure to these Rastafarians in Jamaica. As kind of the part of the the uh, you know the, I mean obviously this is part of the pushback against colonialism. Yeah. Kind of, and he was, but he's not a religious figure in Ethiopia. Haley Slossy. Okay. I'm but yet I was once in Kenya on New Year's Eve. Okay. What a, what a, what a at sentence. a Rasta bar. What a sentence. Yeah. I mean alone. I was in Nairobi, New Year's yeah. Eve. We find ourselves at a Rasta bar, <laughs> as you do, and they were like worshiping Haley Slossy. They put up with us. I'm not sure why. One guy kind of tried to shake us off not to come in. Yeah. Again. You're not welcome here. It was a weird time. It was a weird choice for us to make, and I don't think we intentionally made it. There was also the violence in the streets. I like getting myself into those situations, though, because you have a story. As long as you do it for the story. Because a lot of times the story is way better. The experience you may have walked out of going, that was terrifying. And then later on, you could tell the story for the rest of your life. and be like, like, I went to New... I mean, it's better than being like, I went to Pleasure Island. It's, and yet you're New concerned about some fruit flies uh, while you're tiny I wasn't camping. concerned. I was not concerned about the fruit flies. But when you walk in and there are flypaper everywhere, and also about 40 children under the uh, of all ages, from four You want injuries to, at the lake, you said? I mean... Bites. Bites. Scrapes. Snakes. Uh, uh, dehydrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some sort of flying creatures that stung but also bit... One kid got the red bug stuff all over them. You know, their whole body was covered. So, yeah, it was a lot. What of- are those bugs? See, I went back from Jamaica and I played in a <laughs> golf tournament. It's been 100 degrees here. <laughs> you know, Bob Marley died in, in Miami? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I'm totally taken down by CIA. I mean, I just didn't know that. I just, also the age of 36, close to the same age as Meriwether Lewis. These guys accomplished a lot. I love that. They accomplished a lot. Yeah. By the mid-30s. Yeah. He's got uh, the hits album already. You already had a great album. album. Yeah. It's really just a live album. 20 kids. Yeah. We still listen to I think he has 20 kids. He didn't have like, yeah. he did have like, I think he legitimately had 11 or 12. He had, he had a lot. I don't, I don't know exactly the number. Oh, yeah, he had 11 kids. Yeah. Let's go down the list Sharon, Sadella, Ziggy, of them. Stephen, Robbie, Rohan, Karen, Stephanie, Julian, Kamani, and Damien. By the end, he's like, we got to get some names in there. And there may be two more. That are unconfirmed. All right. Well, I think we've said it all. We've said a lot. The whole time I kept thinking of that kids, those kids singing past the duty, though. <laughs> and they're not even in Jamaica. No. That's also London. Yeah. Well, that's, we brought that over as well. I, I saw, um, like, who wrote that for those kids? Where are they now? <laughs> what was that called? Not New Edition. Who did pass the duty? No one knows. Musical Youth. That doesn't even sound real. What does, I mean, so you're asking if there are a lot. Like They are British Jamaican. Yeah, That's kind of what I said. They're, a lot of that was coming out of England. They are still performing, by the way. That's awesome. Uh, there's two originals, three former. That's pretty good. Yeah. And the fo- one has passed away just this year. Freddie Jr. Wate. It's more based in like UK? Uh, based in the UK. I'm sure they're probably, it's probably like Oasis. Here they got nobody. You go to the UK and they're selling out the O2. The Wembley. Uh, <laughs> multiple nights. Oh, man. Uh, we do it the past. We just speak Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens passed away. Very sad. Huge fan. Yes. Huge fan kept of Pee Wee's big adventure. Kept his are a secret. Yeah, I know. I, it, it was kind of cool to put out a statement. I think it was cool how he did it. Uh, being like, I'm sorry I didn't inform you of this, but I appreciate it. I, thought, I think that's kind of an awesome way to do it. You know, I, I was a big fan uh, specifically of, of the film Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love Pee Wee's Playhouse and uh, the movie Mystery Men, which I know is probably people don't love, but I love that movie. 
Uh, so that's sad. Sad to hear of, of his passing. Another one of our sort of childhood legends. Uh, it's kind uh, of a and one I think the news has a tough time. And a controversial guy yep. because he was kind of redeemed a bit towards the end of his life. I thought so. Uh, but had had a lot of contro- – was sort of one of those guys had a lot of con- controversy early on. 70 years old, not an old guy. Um, and, and sad because a lot of that cast has passed away, uh, especially for Pee Wee's Playhouse. So it's, It was uh, a different time. They really did push the envelope. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've, from, from everyone I knew, I knew I had a lot of weird mutual friends with him, and they all really loved being around him. So yep. uh, I don't know anything about his personal life or anything like that, but uh, sad. It seems like he was moment. one of those people who got – Really axed by the system with like no mercy. Yeah, it took a long time to recover from yeah. anything. And and some of these people do like. Yeah, now I don't even know if it would be a thing. And then uh, I, you know, I, probably something that you made things worse. I saw the Barbie movie, so uh, mm. maybe we could talk about that on the next show. So Logan. I want to see Oppenheimer. I haven't seen that yet. Yep. And I want to see. I see a few of these things, but I saw Barbie, which my kids and my wife loved. So you took your kids. I did not. My wife did. Okay. We saw it separately. Now you tried to pass it off separately. Uh, what is it rated? PG-13. For, like, my my daughter, who knows Barbie, and, like, knows, and she's the only one that old, I, I don't think I would have, she would not, there's nothing for her in that, you know? Yeah. I don't think she'd get the jokes or the. There are some really funny jokes. Here's what I can say about the movie. Take away the story, whatever. I laughed very hard multiple times. Do I think that there has been an overblown attack yeah. on it? Probably, but do I also think that the message is like, I mean, does it beat you over the head with the message? Oh, yeah. I mean, it the is message like, is like, gosh, horrible? No, but it's like about the patriarchy in America. And and it certainly... Tell Catherine the Great about that. But it certainly doesn't do that in a way that's subtle at all. It's to the point where I'm sitting there going like, okay, like I get it. I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of these topics. Yeah, we have daughters. Yeah, like I, and I see why my daughters and my wife actually loved it. I see why people do love this movie. One, it's visually just unbelievable. Yeah, visually incredible. Uh, the stuff that's in Barbie World, and then Ryan Gosling's hilarious. Margot Robbie's great. Tons of cameos. Uh, it's essentially the Lego Movie. The story is very, very similar. Stunning Man. I say, saw him in person once. Ryan Gosling. Stunning Man. I mean, I could see that. At he, Book of he's Mormon. distractingly good looking. He yeah. just came to, he came down by himself. Yeah. Jay, he was sitting in front of Jane Lynch. There you go. And he's a, visually just <laughs> a beautiful yeah. man. Yeah, some people walk in a room and you're just like, that's, he, like a, movie, kin. that's a movie star. You know, believably kin. And he's like 40. How old is he now? He's still yeah, playing kin. Probably around our age a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he plays an interesting character. He, he, a lot of quiet men. Well, that's like, this is a one little quick spoiler in the movie. There's like a part where like Barbie's having uh, like a breakdown and she's like, I'm not beautiful or whatever. And then they like stop the movie and Helen Mirren's like, we should not have cast Margot Robbie if we wanted this scene to be re- realistic. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe her, her say that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, uh, like, I see why people hate it. I really do. And I, is I it, you do, I'm not because of what it does to the brand, which is pretty much a, you know, it's brand it's brand redemption in the fact that they do address the fact that Barbie for the last 15 years, 20 years, been controversial. has been like, you know, seen as an unrealistic expectation for women. Mm-hmm. Their version of Barbie in the story is that Barbie has been the blueprint for women to do – they, they could be and do anything. Right. You, there's every kind of Barbie now. Yes. So that's the story. And then it's that – At least our daughters have grown up with, pick your Barbie. They're not just like one. Yes. So the, the, the main – Barbie is you would think of as Barbie. a Barbie from the 90s or the 80s. Yeah. So like that's like when they show a throwback, it's you hear the Spice Girls play. 
Like they're trying. This is for that age group of Barbie, not the fifties Barbie. This is for people who were kids in the forty year olds, mid nineties. So that's the intended audience, and that's the intended message. It is, it is what it is. We go for it. I'm not giving my glowing. I don't. I didn't love it like everyone else did, like a lot of people, and I didn't hate it like everyone else did. Yep. I thought it was a a beautiful visual movie. It had some really really funny parts. And it beat you over the head with with a message. I mean, just to the point where it was annoying. But that being said, I think that it's, you know, what I'm happy about, this is just truth, why I'm happy about Barbie and Oppenheimer is that it shows that there's also unique movie. Like, even though Barbie's a nationally known brand, obviously, it's not, it's not the Barbie movie like the way they did Mario in the sense of, like, it's exactly what you want it to be and here it is. It's not that movie. It's a weird movie. It's its own thing. And Oppenheimer's weird. And Oppenheimer's Dark. weird. And to see those both explode at the box office, as someone who loves movies, goes, thank like God. Like an IMAX movie could still Some explode. kind of original, even though I know Barbie and Oppenheimer are both like, you know, historical things. Well, it's also, there's a lot of stories still to tell in the world. Yeah. Like, that haven't been told. Yeah. There's a lot of those the, Oppenheimer This isn't stories. the 10th Barbie movie. This is the first time they've done it. And they told it in a way that was different and weird and quirky and a risk. And I feel Oppenheimer's the same way. They didn't just flat out tell this movie. From everything I've been able to... That's another interesting look at, It's a man. weird Ro- Nolan kind of movie. Cillian Murphy, man. He's cool. Very he's a cool dude. Very... Yeah, he's dark. I was reading a thing, you know, that I haven't he seen the movie. He does no social media. You know what got all of them on board? Is they got to draft the script, and the whole script is written in the first person. So they said, well, originally, if you read a script, normally it says, like, let's say Oppenheimer. Let's say Oppenheimer walks across the room. It said, I walk across the room. Huh. And they said that alone being like just something different that they'd never seen. And you could, there's all these interviews with Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, and everybody. And they're like, the script was written in the first person. They're telling it blew their mind. And that alone got a lot of them to – and obviously they want to work with Nolan. But uh, it was cool to see that. Something different. Again, something unique. And that's good. It's not just all these like 20th Marvel movie. You know, it's something yes. different. You know? I mean, it's a story. It's gonna have, it has staying power. Yeah. It's a movie you go back to. Yeah, hopefully. He's like those Titanic kind of movies. Big moment movies. All right, I think we should wrap up. Past the this was long shot. Pass the Ducci. It's like pass the Ducci of <laughs> movies. Which way do you pass it? To the left hand side. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does that, right? It's a great beat. What? Whoever wrote those songs? Who wrote that? We never looked. Written by Barry Manilow. They got to their name. It was like, they were like, well, we're just throwing out the. We got a generic. Who cares? Jackie Mito wrote that uh, from the Scatolites. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Uh, but from Jamaica. So, there you go. From Brownstown. I'm not, yeah, I'm not up on all of the, <laughs> all of the certain provinces. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll talk to you next time on Secular Brothers Podcast.